Hello, this is Nashville Demystified. I am your host, Alex Steed. Nashville Demystified is a show in which I get to know the city better. There used to be a longer intro, but I've clipped it because the way I get to know the city better changes week to week. It's pretty regular. Today, we talk with Tessa Lowe, um, who is the proprietor of Primrose Path Boutique. We talk about sex. We talk about sex in the age of self-isolation. If you're tuning in because you've been listening to the last couple weeks of Tornado 98-focused shows, you're probably like, where is the t- where's the third part about how the tornado kept uh, affecting the city afterward? And I guarantee that is a thing that I'm going to cover in a future episode. But for now, I, I just couldn't. <laughs> I kept opening up my sheet where I keep all my research and I just couldn't even look at it. The past month has just been fucking insane. It's been nuts. It's been nuts for Nashville, especially, which got hit by this tornado. And then the country uh, got hit by a pandemic. Um, Or I should say specifically, it got hit by a pandemic and then was confronted by a total vacuum of leadership uh, on a national level and in some states, and and Tennessee is one of them, on a state level. It's just refusal to deal with what we've been faced with, uh, which is a a terrible, terrible emergency and a terrible situation. And so I had the opportunity to dive back into (laughs) the 98 tornado, and I just did not have the stomach for it today. So I talked with Tessa about uh, about sex and self-isolation and what we can do with our partners or look into doing with our partners as far as having conversations about what we are into and interested in. And then I talk with her about what those of us who are not with our partners can do and look into. And her website is a really great resource for this sort of thing and a really great uh, place where you can find products, et cetera. I, I reached out to Tessa because when I found her on Instagram, she filled a void that I think a lot of establishments that, you know, that that sell items related to sex and body health and, and et cetera. You know, the, the places that are available in much of Nashville, it's not no disrespect to anyone, but they all feel, as I say in this interview, very much of the 20th century. They feel like from another time, it feels very fluorescent <laughs> and it doesn't feel like uh, you're necessarily going there to learn or, or be better or explore. It, you know, you're just trying to get something that's hanging off of a shelf. And again, no disrespect. Uh, to that approach. But I really am interested in people who are helping folks get closer to their own sexuality, get closer to sexual harmony with their partner or partners and treat this thing like an adult and treat this thing like the human thing that it is. And right now we're all at home uh, with each other or alone. And we have a lot of time to think about stuff. And I hope one of the things that we think about is sex and our sex life and our relationship with ourselves and our sexuality. I just want to give you a quick update on where I'm at. Um, I came to Nashville in February of 2019 and I loved it. I love it. I still love it. Nashville is such a big piece of my heart and my home. I came back here to Maine with my partner because she was teaching a fiddle class, sitting in for a friend of ours who was out on maternity leave. 
I was going to use this as an opportunity to take care of some business related stuff. I have a company that has offices based here in Portland, Maine, and then I was going to renovate my house a bit. We were just going to do some stuff in Maine and then come back to Nashville. And then, you know, a fucking pandemic (laughs) happened and was ignored by the people who are in charge or supposedly in charge. I lost everything. I lost my business, I had to indefinitely lay off our employees. I built this business for 10 years and just, it was gone just pretty immediately. It's extraordinarily stressful to think about. And I know people in Nashville have already dealt with this in one way or another because there was a fucking tornado that came right before it. And my heart was hurting for this city in a huge, huge way already. And it's just hurting even more now. Because it didn't get time to deal or grieve already as it is before moving on to the next big thing. And now this thing, the gravity of this thing that we are facing is enormous. And it was just ignored at the national level and at the state level in Tennessee. It's not being handled seriously. It was called a hoax. It was said to be a distraction. Now, in retrospect, people are saying that impeachment proceedings distracted from it. But this lack of a response started years ago by ignoring readiness and by gutting programs that were meant to keep an eye on this sort of thing. And now even with the SBA, which is overseeing these low interest loans for small businesses, the program is so badly administered because it has been gutted year after year, seen as non-essential because fuck them, they're small businesses. That is the mentality. And that has been the mentality from a budget perspective for years. And now that that group has something that it has to respond to, it is not prepared to respond. I can't tell you how nuts this process of dealing with this as a business owner has been. Small, a very small business owner, but as a a business owner. And I know that my friends out there who are musicians are going through the same thing. And it's, it's horrendous. It's so hard to process all of this. And in a lot of ways, we're kind of like, well, we just got to get through. We just got to get through. It can become easy to dismiss how terrible this moment is and how grief-stricken we are and should be in how fucking terrifying it is for so many of us who don't have anything right now. We have nothing coming in. We have no gigs. All the gigs have been canceled in, in whatever format that is. And for a lot of you, for a lot of the people who listen to the show, I know it's musicians. We don't have gigs and it's not because of a virus. It's because before this thing came around, we put people who couldn't handle it in charge. And we all knew it in one way or another. A lot of people in our culture already knew it, have known it for a long time, have reconciled it, have dealt with it. And I've known it intellectually. But what a terrifying and terrible scene it is to see an extraordinary country, meaning just something that is capable of incredible things. And look at how we have fumbled. A lot of us don't know what's next for us. A lot of us are going to die. And if you're younger, like I am, comparatively younger. (laughs) But if you're younger, there's a chance you don't have to worry about it. But there is a chance you do. 
because it might not be COVID that you go to the hospital with. It might be something else that you need checked out, but they have no room for you right now. Or you know what? It might affect you. Apparently, some people our age uh, who are not seniors are getting hurt. And even if it's not affecting you, we can pass it on to other people. But God, we there was an opportunity to intervene here and no one intervened. I couldn't do another episode on a tornado. I will at some point. Because the story about how the 98 tornado reshaped Nashville and reshaped East Nashville is, it's incredible. It needs some attention and it speaks to a lot about what's going on in society now. But now is not the time. I can't do it. What I can do, though, is talk with Tessa (laughs) about sex and about uh, some things that we can do to make sure that we are getting some good quality together and self-time. I don't, can you hear my dog snoring in the background? (laughs) She's just right there. Um, I, I, we can talk about this and, and I thought that it would be a good time. So check out her website. It's Primrose Path Boutique. Uh, it's got a lot of good entries. It's got a lot of good products. Uh, go check it out. Welcome her to Nashville. If you see her around, we are glad that she is there. What am I missing? I should tell you that Nashville Demystified is brought to you by Knack Factory. Knack Factory is a video content production company that has offices in Nashville. I mean, temporarily, not right now, but it will again soon. (laughs) When I can leave Maine, we'll be open again. (laughs) And it's also brought to you by We Own This Town, which is a collection of podcasts by and for Nashvillians. I think that's it for now. Follow us, do all the things on social media, like, subscribe, say nice things. I don't care. If you disagree with any of the things I said, leave it in a review because it at least it'll help other people find the podcast who are sound-minded people. I'm thinking of you. I've loved establishing a community with you. And I've loved that you have let me do that. And you've brought me in. And all the people on the front line of this shit and people who are putting their lives on the line in everywhere from hospital rooms to stocking aisles. Oh, and that's another thing. How about the next time there's a conversation about paying people on the front lines of the economy a living wage, we don't poo-poo it because they're fucking keeping us alive right now. They're making it so that we can function right now. And so the next time you want to scoff at paying people a living wage, remember that you could go to a grocery store. So I want to thank them. I want to thank anyone who's trying. This is a hard time to try, but we need to. We'll get through this. And on the other side, God, I hope like like any time we're faced with just a gigantic, insane challenge, we come out better and we address some of the problems that led to this. It's time to get better. If this isn't the opportunity, I don't know what is. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. On to Tessa. Thanks so much, Tessa, for being on. One other thing before we start, um, we, we talk about Sex, obviously, and we talk about sex between between partners, and we talk about uh, sex when we're alone. So, one other thing that I want to um, address before we go into the show, 
you know, we talk kind of in this cute way about sex and what opportunities there are for partners and for people who are alone. Lots of masturbation time. That's great news. A okay. <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, I do want to acknowledge though that for a lot of people, being stuck with their partner is not great because there is domestic violence going on at home. Um, and this is a reality that are facing many today who are stuck uh, with their partners. So. I just want you to know that there are phone numbers regarding domestic violence and their domestic violence hotlines. You can call 1-800-799-SAFE, that is 7233, for the domestic violence hotline uh, here in the States. I hope that you can find someone to talk with in that case. And I just want you to know that we're thinking of you as well. So please, if you need help, give that line a call. And I hope that that is a good starting point. Okay. Thank you all. I will talk with you next week when we will be back with Music City Tales from the 1980s. I'm excited. Let's go back to the 80s. Let's go back to when everything was great. (laughs) All right. Let's talk to Tessa. Okay. One more thing. I'm so sorry. This is the longest introduction we've ever had. Uh, I appreciate you sticking with me for it. Um, I asked Tessa, and it shows up at the end of the interview, for some book suggestions, and she gave me a list to put in the front end of the show. So one is I Love Female Orgasm, which is written by sex educators who've been featured in the New York Times, USA Today, Men's Health, etc. It includes a chapter for lesbian, bisexual, and queer women. Another book uh, that she mentions in the interview is She Comes First, which is written by a clinical sexologist and evangelist of the female orgasm. Everyone who sleeps with women should read this, says Tessa. I'm echoing that. I think that that sounds great. Fucked is another one um, with a little star. um, It's like F star ucked. (laughs) I'll link these. Being sexually explorative and self-confident in a world that's screwed, which is written by the comedians behind the popular podcast Guys We Fucked. It's made for entertainment purposes more than sex tips, but it's certainly something that we need right now, says Tessa. And then the last, the classic, The Ethical Slut, it's a practical guide for polyamory and open relationships, um, which, you know, if you're exploring that now, you know, wait to find your new partners until uh, self-isolation is over. <laughs> if you're looking into it for the future, I mean, now is a great time to do research for later on. Okay, on to Tessa. So sorry. This has been so many words. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for asking. So can you tell me a bit about who you are and how you ended up in Nashville? Sure. So I'm originally from Kentucky. That's where my parents still live. And I've spent a lot of time down here. I moved around. I grew up in Southern Illinois, lived out in Florida a while, then was in Buffalo for about 10 years. And then about a year, a little over a year ago, I decided to make the move back down to Nashville. wanted to be closer to family and I really enjoy it here. And my job is flexible as far as to where I'm able to work from. So kind of taking advantage of all of that and really enjoying it so far. Excellent. So tell me how you're faring in the one-two punch that was a tornado and now indefinite. Um, uh, what is this? Self-isolation? Quarantine? How, how are you doing? I think I'm managing pretty well, but it's, it's definitely weird. 
the the tornado at first didn't really hit me, I think, because I I was stuck inside. Whenever it came through, I slept through most of it. You know, I heard the sirens go off, uh, the cameras and everything like that, you know, looked at them the next day. I was like, oh, wow, that was more severe than I thought. And then, you know, read the news as far as really what the impact was. And then it was, you know, a few days of depression of not really knowing how to help. Um, there was a lot of things going on that was in my own life, as far as workload goes, that was kind of pulling me in other directions. So that was a little bit kind of feeling helpless. Like I, I wanted to do something and didn't know what. So ended up doing my part as far as donating what I could. And then, you know, kind of got settled on that front and, you know, went, went to my yoga classes, but they were still holding with broken windows and hmm. no lights or anything like that. So that was a little bit of a surreal experience, but also humbling and, you know, wanting to support the community. So, so still continue to do so. And then now being thrown into this as far as, you know, everyone's saying, you know, unprecedented times, but it really is. I mean, there was what, the, a pandemic in 2008, which I don't even really remember that being a thing. It certainly wasn't um, as severe as far as needing to quarantine people and self-isolate, at least on this level. So I think that we're all really in the boat of not knowing how to deal with it. What really the impact is going to be? Are our loved ones okay? How is this really going to affect the economy? Obviously, it's very detrimental, but really to what extent and our own livelihood. So it's really, it's a scary time, I think, for everyone. Yeah, it's wild. And then tell me about what uh, Primrose Path is and how it came to be and, and I guess what form it exists in now. So Primrose Path Boutique is an idea that I had probably a little over five years ago now. And at the time, it was kind of a little bit of a period of sexual exploration for me, for myself, that I started learning a lot that I felt like I wanted to share with others. So I was reading a lot of books, doing a lot of online forums. And I just kind of shocked at the things that I was learning as far as like toys that needed to be body safe. That was something that honestly just didn't cross my mind and makes so much sense. So what does body safe mean? So a plastic vibrator from China that costs $20 off Amazon, that's not something you should be putting in your body. But is that mm. something we think about? No, not really. We think of, you know, okay, if a, a, you know, we don't want to be giving that same thing to a child to, you know, poor context, but right. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want someone to be ingesting that in the same way that you shouldn't be putting that in your body. Sure. So body safe materials are medical grade silicone, glass, stone, things that can be 100% sanitized within use also. So you can use an antibacterial cleaner if you want to purchase one or honestly just soap and water. So just something that over time is not going to release any toxins into your body, but also something that you can sanitize. So you were learning this and a number of other things, and you had thought that it was time to share that. Yeah, absolutely. So just also better forms of communication with your partner, um, ways to please yourself. I think that it's you know pretty common for women to learn about their body at a older age than men do. So I think that I was starting to kind of just explore my own body and realize that really how much pleasure I could find out of these things that were taboo. And I really hadn't explored to the full extent. And it was just like, wow, this is really great. I, I think that other people should really be more open to maybe trying new things or just even better communication in order to really achieve desires because I found myself to have a more fulfilling sex life once I was able to really ask for what I wanted and even know what I wanted. 
Sure. And this is probably evident, but why why do you think that is that women sort of find themselves learning more about themselves, their bodies, their sexuality later than than men, um, as far as on like a social timeline goes? I think that just for boys, it's just it's it's there. It's visual. It's the the instinct is there also. So it's a a little bit more of something they have to deal with. Whereas since females are, you know, aroused internally or, you know, on an external sense, but mm. it's not really shown, you know, we really might not just be as aware of it. And even though girls talk about certain things quite a bit, there are others that are just kind of not necessarily shared. And the same thing goes as far as, you know, movies and sitcoms. It was really, we see masturbation if for, for guys, it's being very prevalent and featured pretty commonly. But when it comes to female masturbation, it's been pretty recent that those things have really been put in the spotlight. Sure. And and there's the blog uh, where there's a number of great posts there. And then you have products, parties, events, etc. Is a lot of that still carrying over now that you're in Nashville? Yes and no. So the online shop is really what I focus on. So just selling a curated group of products. Whenever I was initially kind of getting into this, it was, okay, how how do I want to be involved in the industry? I thought initially that it would be really great to have this storefront retail location in Buffalo where I could provide quality information, sell great products, throw parties and events. And then the more I looked into that, the more I just saw tape everywhere. And it, it really just wasn't feasible for zoning levels through, you know, obtaining a loan, it, it didn't pan out. So it was, okay, I still want to do this. It's still something I'm passionate about. And I think that I can still continue to spread the word in this other form. So instead, I just decided that, okay, I'll, I'll make this into a website. I can sell things. So mostly I drop ship. I do have some things that I keep on hand, like the popular products, so that, that way I can get things right out to people. Um, but our, even with a drop ship, it's a, it's a two-day turnaround. As soon as it's ordered, um, we do process and fulfill things pretty rapidly. But really what I focus on is having that curated list. I don't sell products that are harmful to anyone. I'm overall either have used the products myself or know someone who has. That way I can give some feedback to people if they're asking and also just be able to answer questions, be confident in what I'm selling and really just kind of encourage people to think of this as a normal part of self-care. So I'm completely comfortable with saying that this is something that I'm excited about and I want to share with people. And I'm hoping that that'll help kind of break the stigma that there's something wrong with this or that they should be ashamed about it. And instead of, okay, no, it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to buy this as a gift for my partner. And sure, it's discreet. I obviously wouldn't be, still be a business if it wasn't, but it's something that it's okay to talk about as well on a sense of like, someone wanting to share that, not that I'm sharing things. (laughs) Right. Well, I I mean, I reached out to you the second I found you on Instagram because I was excited to see, and and obviously you don't have a brick and mortar shop, but I was excited to see someone talking about adult sex education or sex education generally, sex positivity, going through sort of like what they're available for products, et cetera, in a serious way. I mean, one of Nashville's deficits, I mean, it has so many great things about it, but one of its deficits is, as far as I can tell, there are really only like very commercial and sort of corporate sex stores in town that don't necessarily feel great. (laughs) 
have to go into. They feel very much from the 20th century, I would say. And so I was excited to see that these are things that that uh, you talk about and you highlight and that you're in Nashville. And speaking of sex and discourse from a health perspective, um, we're all trapped inside. <laughs> And it feels like it's a good time to explore sexually in in a lot of different ways. And in particular, I'm I'm taken by this uh, blog post that you put out today called Isolation Tips, Partner Communication. And I was hoping maybe you could just give an overview of that and tell those of us who are inside with our partners, at least, let's start here, um, what opportunities we have right now. Sure. A lot of us spend, you know, a decent amount of time together, but nothing like this. So we're going to be on each other's toes a little bit. Things like masturbation. I feel like that that's going to be a topic that people are going to have to talk about or should be at least because you certainly don't want to be hiding in the bathroom or pretending to shave your legs three times while you're in the shower. Uh, That should be something that you should be able to talk about with your partner. So I think that, you know, that's just one aspect of it is to be able to have those discussions. What is your comfort level? I mean, are you willing to share what your regimen is, what you would like it to be? Is it something that you might enjoy together? Because a lot of people's sex drives do vary. So if you're not on the same page, and right now it might be, you know, again, the honeymoon phase of not having much to do and, you know, spending a lot of time together. Um, but, you know, that, that's going to fade. It sounds like this could be a little bit of a long-term scenario. So really being able to have those discussions with one another. So a few tips on the blog post that I put up were just, you know, things to think about beforehand because it is a tough conversation. And not only that, when you're talking about your sex life, you know, ways to improve it. So I wouldn't ever want to make anyone feel bad or negative about performance or anything like that. Just think of a phrasing things very, very gently because obviously people are very sensitive. So I always think that the best way to kind of approach things is to first give a compliment and then say, "Of I really like this, but here's how I think it might be really great next time. Mm-hmm. Or just kind of, you know, thinking of the proper terminology in order to just be gentle with people. And then on top of that, just also how to still continue to spice things up. So if this is going to be the long haul, do you maybe want to explore some new things together? And so I have a a checklist on there that I thought just might be like a fun little download to, you know, print out with your partner because we all have some time on our hands. And it's it's a yes, no, maybe list. And it has Uh, a whole list of different things that are everything from massaging to anal sex and everything in between. And that way it's something that hopefully most people feel comfortable saying um, yes, no, and maybe to all. I love this list a lot actually, because first of all, I love you talking about being gentle because I've never had a conversation about sex that hasn't ended being great, you know, in one way or another, you know, sometimes they're hard, but often it's great because there's growth. But I do know that anytime uh, I've been, it's been initiated to have a conversation, I immediately think something's wrong. So I think that 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 the thing like couching it in, in positivity is such a great idea about the approach. But I also love this list a lot because I think sometimes, you know, if you go into any conversation open-ended, it can be easy to just be like, oh, everything's great. Nope, things are great. Things are great. 
But you really have, I mean, you have, I think there's probably looking at this like 40 items on this list to go through and say, are you okay with hair pulling? Are you okay with hot wax? Yes, no, maybe. Are you okay with, uh, uh, do you want to explore making videos? Like having it as a list for someone who is both like into sex and is also nerdy and process oriented. <laughs> is This is, I think that this is, this is fantastic. This list is, is very helpful. Great. And, and so you say to be mature and not judgmental. Uh, can you talk a bit more about that? There's a chance that a partner might disclose something that could be shocking to the other person. And there are a lot of fetishes out there. And maybe that's something that your partner discloses to you. Understanding that, first of all, it could just be a fantasy. It's not something that they want to act out. Um, and I'll use an example of cross-dressing. If a female was to hear their boyfriend or husband say that they would like to explore that, immediately a lot of people's knee-jerk reactions might be just, oh my gosh, like that that might be too much for them to handle. So in that scenario, instead, just take a break. Don't say something that could be hurtful or shocking or would later regret that and just digest it first. Maybe do some research and find out more before making a judgment call on that and really taking the time to process and understand it and then work through it with your partner. Sure. That's a great call. And let's talk a bit about people who a lot of people are partnered right now and they are sort of stuck inside. And then there are a lot of people who are stuck in isolation and they are not partnered. It could be a bummer to just be stuck inside and be at a crossroads about sort of what's available for exploration. But I assume you have products that are available for people who are at home. Um, And we, we talked in passing about some of the sort of like the stress benefits of masturbation. But can you talk a bit about that and then maybe point people in the direction of of what they should look into on your site. Yeah, absolutely. It's not a quote from myself, but I, I saw something recently that the the vibrator was the worst purchase I've ever made, said said no one ever. And I think that that's really <laughs> going to be the case for, you know, whether you're partnered or solo. Um, but especially if you aren't actively having sex right now, because I mean, we're, people aren't going out on Tinder dates, people aren't going out to the bar, you know, the sex life is going to be dampered for a lot of people. So self-pleasure is something that I would definitely encourage people to explore. And I think that it, like you said, it is a great form of stress relief. I mean, there's plenty of medical reasons behind that. You can go and look that up and spend days looking at all the benefits to it. But I think that it's really important and also can kill time. And just feeling better afterwards and feeling better about yourself, I think that it's just a really healthy form of, of getting that all out. So um, on my website, obviously, do sell a um, whole variety of products. Uh, so, you know, for females, uh, really external vibrators are probably my most popular seller. Um, have a lot of different dildos from the body safe products that I mentioned, everything from silicone to glass to wood pieces, things that are a little bit more unique. So uh, that's been kind of fun. I really didn't know when I first got into this that they even made granite dildos, but that was a thing. And now that's kind of uh, amazing that I'm able to kind of, you know, share this with people. Uh, actually, stainless steel is probably my my go-to choice for things just because it has no, it doesn't stick at all. It's just, you know, glides right in. It's wonderful. Uh, the weight to it's nice. It just feels sexy. Um, so just kind of exploring those things is great. Uh, we do have some products from Venice well, from masturbation sleeves, um, vibrating cock rings that could still be used, whether it's with a partner or just, you know, self-pleasure. Um, so they, I think that there's really a lot to explore. And also, if you don't know where to start, then just, you know, 
do some digging online. Um, there's a lot of great resources. Also, we have plenty of books that are available. That's kind of, again, how I got into all of that was just reading things and being like, oh, I, I didn't know I the, that was a thing. I might be kind of interested in that. Tell me more. So, you know, starting there is, is a great way to, uh, if there was a, a go-to book that I think that everyone should read, it's uh, She Comes First, which we do sell on our website, but I think that that's really wonderful. But there are plenty of options out there to just uh, maybe take a look at. Sure. And so, what is she comes first? Tell us about that book. Well, it's obviously for people who sleep with women. <laughs> but <laughs> I think it is, it's, it's just very well written. Uh, it's digestible. It has action items. It's an easy read, and it, it isn't just the basics. A lot of books that I have gone through are great in a sense of if you're just reading one book, then there's a lot of great information in it. But since I'm reading dozens of books, a lot of them tend to be repetitive, whereas I found that one was very unique in its own style. And it wasn't just the same content that everyone else has written in another form. There was really um, action items in there that I thought could be applied to the bedroom that were really satisfying. (laughs) No, that sounds great. And then do you have one more book suggestion for people who, you know, we have a lot of time on our hands right now. Is there is there is there one more book suggestion that you would uh, uh, make to people who are at home trying to figure things out? I I probably have a whole list and I'm blanking right now because I'm being put on the spot, but I can totally drop oh, that in the comments. I totally understand. Yeah, let me know and we'll put it in the intro. And I'm going to say a bunch of other disclaimer stuff in there as well. Um, okay, um, perfect. <laughs> so Tessa, thank you so much for taking the time and and helping our listeners uh, figure out how to survive. <laughs> Good luck to everyone. (laughs) Thank you. Awesome. I really appreciate it. Have a wonderful day. Thanks. You too. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Nashville Demystified. I'm your host, Alex Steed. Again, thank you to Cameron Davidson for making the show sound good to We Own This Town for letting the show exist on its network. Thank you so much again to Tessa for calling in. We did that via Zoom for what it's worth. Um, Thank you for listening. Nashville Demystified is a show about Nashville. And next week we will talk about Nashville in the 1980s. Take care of yourselves. You know, rub one out. If you're a person who does that sort of thing, uh, it's good for stress, I hear. All right. My dog is snoring so much in the background. All right. We'll talk soon.